0: Hello and welcome to WMQ&A, the official podcast of the WMQ Comics website. This week we're doing a news roundup with comics writer Will Nevin talking about DC's Black Label and overall imprint mania, the creative teams involved in Marvel's Fresh Start, new books announced at Image Expo, and a little something-something out of Dynamite. Got your own opinions? Sound off in the comments or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Meanwhile, don't forget to keep playing our Arch Madness tournament bracket, where we pit different versions of Archie characters against each other. We've got one more round to go before we lock in our Elite Eight. So far, Classic Archie, Reggie Mantle, Werewolf Hunter Betty, Biker Betty, Modern Jughead, Sabrina, and Miss Vanity have made it to the next round. If you're listening to this on Monday, be sure to vote as we pit Vampironica, that's Veronica as a Vampire, against the live-action version of Cheryl Blossom from TV's Riverdale. All voting takes place on our Twitter page, at WMQ Comics. Now here's me and Will. Uh, my guest this week writes about comics for com and oregonlive.com it's Will Nevin Will how you doing I'm doing great
1: Daniel I'm doing absolutely fabulous
0: Awesome 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 So uh yeah today we were talking a little bit after DC announced its uh Black Label imprint which I mean what does that make uh, like 80 imprints in 2 months it feels like
1: it's the new fad in comics and I think a lot What's of new goes- old fad <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think a lot of it's good. A lot of it's promising, and then I think a lot of it should give us pause. But yeah, interesting news today for sure. Uh,
0: what are the parts that you think should uh, are, should give pause?
1: Well, you know, we have so many imprints, right? It's kind of like we have yes. an imprint bubble, and we have uh, um, we have so many imprints that. Uh, have a great legacy and a great history, and we're just not doing anything with them. Um, you know, how many times has DC tried to relaunch Vertigo, right? Um, yeah. And that's a great brand. And I'm not really sure why you need this black label uh, unless you are just really just giving up on Vertigo at this point. But well, anyway. I mean, it
0: is doing something a little bit different, though, because it's playing with like the main heroes of the DC universe. Which I mean, you wouldn't really put Superman in a Vertigo book, right?
1: Uh, that's true, sure. Um, and then it seems like we're going back to, you know, Else Worlds. That has been the immediate comparison, right? Um, yeah, true. And this initial slate it seems promising for the most part question mark um, <laughs> but uh, yeah i'm just interested to see how it's all going to play out but you know i just wonder if we're going to be you know in this place like three or four years from now and just think gee you know that seems so promising and then they just gave up on it you know after the first slate of books i
0: yeah you know, i went through and i think i caught all of the imprints that DC has now or will have in the next couple of months. So we've got Vertigo, uh, which, as you said, is kind of on life support if it exists as a separate entity. You've got Young Animal, Gerard Way's uh, the hyper-metatextual little uh, niche corner with Doom Patrol and, and Shade and Cave Carson. We've got Jinx World coming now that Bendis is on board and all his creator-owned stuff. But we are also going to have what I'm calling Untitled Brian Michael Bendis Imprint, that is also coming and is supposed to play with, uh, you know, what he says is my all time favorite DC characters. We've got the Sandman universe coming, which is a bunch of Sandman adjacent books curated by Gaiman, but not written by Gaiman. And then finally we've got DC Inc and DC Zoom, which I'm actually a fan of because it's targeted toward, you know, fostering younger readership and kind of, working on that next generation of, of comics fan that, you know, the medium desperately needs. Uh, Did I miss any there? Uh, No,
1: I I think you, you ran down the whole list. That's, that's an accomplishment. You probably need a breather after that.
0: (laughs) I I did have to take a sip of water. Yeah. But um, let's start, let's start with Vertigo, which is sort of the, the goth granddaddy of them all. You know, it was in the nineties. It was an unstoppable force. It was, kind of like DC had its own in-house image. You know, it was given a Sandman, it was given us Preacher, it was given us Why the Last Man, Fables. And yeah, now you don't hear about the hot new Vertigo title. You know what I mean? And like two of their their biggest editors throughout that, that line's history are now doing, are taking that Vertigo buzz and they're building it at Dark Horse and IDW.
1: Under their own imprints, right?
0: Exactly, yeah imprints not just for DC anymore
1: yeah I know um, and, and it, just, it just really seems like a shame and the last Vertigo book that I read that I was in love with was a little miniseries I guess a couple years ago um, Jacked oh man I loved that book that was spectacular um, I don't remember that uh, one well, uh, which one was that uh, I forget the, the creative team but the idea was basically um Random guy takes, um, you know, a pseudo legal pharmaceutical and he becomes a superhero. Uh, it was very realistic and very silly and very serious all at the same time. It was it was a great book. Um, and I cannot remember the uh, creative team for the life of me. I, I could use the Internet machine, but, you know, it's, it's like the past, <laughs> right? Uh, but... I, again, like, like you said, it has such a history um, and it just it feels like a dead brand. And that's that's real. Uh, that's really a shame for the people uh, you know, who, who grew up on the Vertigo books, in essence.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and it, it is it is a different generation now, but it is you know, we're still kind of you know, there is a dream of the 90s vibe to, to keeping all these, uh, you know, imprints alive um, okay, I looked it up. It's Eric Kripke with John Higgins and Glenn Fabry,
1: and it was majestic.
0: But yeah, getting back to Black Label for a second, I mean, there are some some pretty cool books in that you know that are that are being proposed there. You know, I especially like the Wonder Woman stuff because you know, great, we're getting Greg rucker back. And also, I mean, it's nice to see Kelly Sue working on a, working on a Vertigo title with uh, Phil Jimenez.
1: Absolutely. Any time um, a female creator can write a, a Wonder Woman book, that, that's, that seems like progress, right? That seems, that seems great. Um, absolutely. And any time Greg Rucker wants to write a Wonder Woman thing for you, you should probably stop whatever you're doing and let him do a Wonder Woman thing. Um, <laughs> and th- those are some great things. And then we have to yeah. talk about Frank Miller, right? Uh, do we have to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to, uh, because he's getting a Superman book. Um, I'll be honest. I loved uh, Dark Knight Returns: The Last Crusade. Uh, his uh, yeah, his his little one shot that he did. Um, I kind of mm-hmm. wandered in and out of, uh, you know, Dkr three. I think. The master Yeah. Race. Um, cause gee, isn't that just a wonderful little book? Um, <laughs> I, I think overall his time has passed and I, I, I think we can agree on that. Um, I think he represents a lot of unseemly things and he's got a lot of ideas and a lot of them just aren't real great. Um, I'm not going to say that this is going to be a bad book, but I really don't have any great feelings uh, of, of anticipation uh, uh, in terms of what he could do.
0: I, my question is why do we need a year one for Superman? You know, like I feel like that that's an origin that has been done.
1: Well, I guess not everybody watched small, small uh, Smallville. Um,
0: yeah, or, or read John Byrne's Superman 30 years ago. But still, I mean,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's probably going to be cringeworthy. I, I, I don't see any other outcome for it. Um, but maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe.
0: <laughs> um, probably less surprising though uh, are these Batman books. Uh, Scott, you know Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo doing uh, it's a Batman Last Night on Earth, which I read the the you know teaser for, and it involves the Joker's head in a jar, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, um, and this is kind of the other shoe that has dropped, going back to the cancellation slash ending of All Star Batman. If you remember at the time, Mm -hmm. Snyder said, I'm not, you know, the book is not really being canceled. We're just ending, you know, our series and we're going to switch to, you know, this prestige line that DC is going to announce later. And I've, I mean, I I assume that this is the prestige line he was talking about at the time. Um, But, you know, it's, I get the sense that. You know, he's got this Justice League project coming up and this sounds like really his last Batman story. Um, You know, I obsessively follow uh, his tweets and I remember he was talking about this story and he was like, yeah, I got one more Batman story in me and this seems to be it. Um, And if it is, it's it's kind of the final chapter on really an incredible run.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Another book that I'm definitely interested in is uh, Other History of the DC Universe by John Ridley. Uh, it's supposed to be a look at DC through the eyes of John Stewart, uh, Estranio, Vixen, Supergirl, Katana, and Renee Montoya. That that's going to be interesting. Yeah,
1: it reminded me a lot of um, uh, X Men uh, Grand Design in terms of this type of uh, you know uh, an in-universe um, historical look at you know, this, this great world that's been built up over time. But of course his, his take on it Mm -hmm. is looking at it through the eyes of marginalized characters. And I think absolutely that's going to be a fascinating read.
0: I think the only one we didn't touch on was, uh, as Batman damned it's Azarello and, uh, Libra Mayho. And that just sounds like a fun little Batman Constantine, you know, justice league dark. Yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: Um, one, one little bit of apprehension that I have about this project. Um, and not not to like okay. turn the page totally. Um, I I fear that just because it comes with this black label label, uh, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. um, we in the the comics criticism community are going to automatically assume that oh this is this is good. Um, this is you know, this is this is going to be a great book and, you know, everybody should enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, there's something wrong with you. Um, this is, might be a bit of an unpopular opinion, um, but I do not think that White Knight, which seems like a book that would otherwise be in this line. I do not think that White Knight is a very good book. And maybe that's just me. Maybe.
0: No, nah, you're not the only person I've heard that from.
1: Um, but I just wonder, you know, it seems like maybe we're missing kind of an adult here. Uh, you know, so many of these other imprints have somebody that's kind of supervising them, right? Um, I know that, you know, Vertigo's editor is going to be in charge of this, but I would feel a lot more confident with this line if it was Scott Snyder's black label. But that's just me. Just, just
0: No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And especially when I think Mark Doyle is yeah. the editor of this line and Mark Doyle is stretched pretty thin because he also oversees vertigo and he's also overseeing the Sandman universe. You know, that's, that's a lot of little, that may that may not be a huge quantity of books, but that is a lot of little niches with their own voice to kind of keep track of.
1: So yeah, I fear, I fear we get a, a you know, a Mm -hmm. big name writer or a big name artist or somebody who tries to take on both jobs Mm -hmm. and they get their book and it just, in essence, turns out to be a mess. And it's so built on personalities and high profile creators that it gets to a point where no one is able to edit the book. No one is able to tell them no. And we get this, this mess at the end of it, which again, I happen to think that White Knight is a product of that process.
0: Um, White Knight just came out a, a couple months too early yeah, yeah. to get the black and, label and on Yeah, maybe
1: that's it. great for black label.
0: But uh, the, the comparison that I use today online is that it's like when Bud or Miller tries to put out a beer that it labels a craft beer, but you still know it's being produced by <laughs> Anheuser-Busch.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, the, try this Goose Island uh, micro It's great. Yes! <laughs>
0: Uh shot top. <laughs> you know, we talked we we started this conversation uh talking about, you know, sort of the imprints that, that give us pause or the or the quantity. Were there any other ones sort of in the list here that has you scratching your head? I mean, we've all got questions about untitled Brian Michael Bendis imprint, but you know, that's because they haven't given yeah, us <laughs> given like, us any information. What did yet.
1: You have to offer him to get him to jump. Um and yeah, you know, is anybody going to be in a position to say no? Um, I think everybody can benefit yeah. from an editor, um, except for me. I, I'm the only person that doesn't need editing. Yeah. Um, I don't know specifically with uh, with imprints. Um, or, you know, things that uh, that I'm worried about, concerned about. Um, again, I I go back to Vertigo. Like, where where is Vertigo's space in all of this? You know. How do you take, again, this brand with a great history and a great legacy uh, and you're not just squeezing it further and further out? Um, but, you know, that's more DC's problem than mine. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're,
0: they're turning 25 this year, so there has to be some kind of acknowledgement or celebration or retooling, which I, I feel like I've heard is something that's going to happen. But, you know, uh, again, with all these, you know, sort of, Imprints, And even you can include the new age of DC heroes. I mean, not as an imprint, but as like this other sort of bumper crop of new books. Like, first of all, let's, I mean, I'm not knocking DC for trying new things. That's what they should be doing. And I think the fact that they're doing a lot of new is a good thing, but I do think that vertigo is, is the thing that gets lost. In Absolutely. Like
1: and in all of this, to DC's credit, anything is better than another relaunch, right? <laughs>
0: Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, um, let, let let's oh. shift gears and have a little bit of fun with oh. that. Marvel's fresh start. Obviously, you know you've been watching it, same as me. What What are some of your impressions of of these last two weeks? Actually, I kind of they kind of went radio silent uh, as of yesterday. But you know the last two weeks or so of, of announcements. I, like, what are you getting out of that?
1: I am so mad. I am. I am so 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 very mad. That you take one of your, your prestige titles, Captain America. You say, we're gonna return to mm-hmm. you know the, the legacy numbering, Marvel Legacy. We're gonna put a great writer, Mark Wade. We're going to put a brilliant artist, Chris Sandy. We're going to have this great creative team. Oh, and then they're just going to be together for a trade if that. And then that- yeah, it's a it's
0: a fill-in run. It's a pl- it's a it's a seat filler of a run. I mean, it's a feel-good seat filler of a run. And, you know, let's also not forget Matt Wilson on colors because him and Somni together yes. play very 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 well. But you know, here's the thing though. Like I'm excited for for Coates, Coats. Uh, maybe a little bit less so for Lionel U, but definitely for You know, that fresh a voice coming on to Captain America, I think, is a good thing. And I think that's the freshest part of this fresh start that I've heard in in about two weeks. You know, but I don't know. I guess you can look at it this way. I mean, there really isn't anything fresh about, you know, Wade, Somney and Wilson doing a book because this is like their third for Marvel after uh, Daredevil and Black Widow. But, you know, it's going to be one of those it was good while it lasted type things. And it did it has succeeded in wiping the taste of secret empire out of my mouth. I had not thought about
1: secret empire until you just said it. And thanks. It's funny. Thanks.
0: I apologize.
1: I po- <laughs> uh, but it was, it was, it was so good. And I loved it. I was so excited to read it. And, you know, he's doing this, this, you know, this fun thing with the, the time jump and, and, you know, and they're all, they're both, they're both moving along. Um, and it's just really Zombie's leaving Marvel entirely. Yeah, I know. Um, and you just feel deceived in a way that the whole idea behind legacy is that, you know, we're going to, we're going to return to the, to the original numberings and we're going to try to bring some, some, you know, some sense back to this universe and Oh wait, surprise. We're going to throw all that out. Um, and that disappointment. Uh, has stuck with me and I haven't been able to get jazzed about these new creative teams. Um, but uh, Coates is going to be amazing on that book. I know. I, I definitely know. And he's going to use Captain America to, you know, to ask some serious questions um, and to, to, bring up some uncomfortable things. And I think uh, cap should be used to explore some uncomfortable things. Um, uh, I think we're going to have to pour one out for, um, uh, for Duggan over on uh, Deadpool, he has had one hell of a run.
0: Uh, D- Duggan's Deadpool run is, I would say, number two all time after Joe Kelly. Absolutely. Yes. Um, that said, I kind of stopped reading Deadpool after he, after he went to space. What was that? Issue 30 or whatever. <laughs> uh, he got, I don't know. Duggan got a little stale for me after after a little bit with like the Shikla stuff and the Madcap stuff. I, I was ready. I was ready a year ago for like a new Deadpool writer. And I think, yeah, you know, and I, I kind of think here, my problem with, with fresh start on the whole, and I think Deadpool is indicative of this is like, I'm not seeing a lot of the, I'm not seeing huge risks and I'm not seeing new names being boosted. Like a lot of these announcements are just shuffling people from one book to another I'm not. I don't care that Dan Slott is writing Iron Man. I am furious that Nick Spencer's on Amazing Spider Man when you've got a perfectly good Chip Zdarsky sitting right there, right there, writing
1: spectacular.
0: Yeah, Um, uh,
1: don't. Shouldn't we just get to tar and feather Nick Spencer and just like put him on the back of a horse and just like send him out of comics? Just (laughs) like I, I, we don't want to kill you that would be rude but you just you just need to go do something else something else you you can keep writing the fix <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a fun little book um and is he off twitter or has he just turned it down on twitter or I, or i don't know what the deal is i
0: think he came back but he's been quiet i mean i don't i i'm not following him uh,
1: oh, no neither am i i, I prefer my sanity or at least what I have left of it. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Uh, So many of these teams are interesting, but they're not, you know, they don't blow you away. I I think Jason Uh, Aaron,
0: I think Jason Aaron's going to do great things with the Avengers. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, that much. And I do feel like whoever they put on Thor after him, if they were to, you know, I know he's coming back. I know he's sticking with Thor, but you know, if they were to put any other writer on Thor after him, it would be a disappointment and a very tough act to follow.
1: Yeah, uh, Tom Tom King feels your uh, your pain and understands.
0: Uh <laughs> oh, Tom King! Why couldn't they bring him back to Marvel?
1: <laughs> hey, he's he's doing he's doing all right on Batman. Okay. He's doing all right.
0: Yeah, just, just all right. Oh man, I'm, he's hanging in there. Yeah. That, that 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 skip month of Mr. Miracle upset me greatly.
1: <laughs> hey, I am I am firmly on team. Just whenever it's done, it's done. Take your time. I, I'm good. Because I read Southern Bastards and those those poor boys, they put it out whenever they can, and I appreciate the effort.
0: Um now I feel like looking up Marvel's uh, fresh start announcements just to see if there's anything else that can uh, fuel the fire here. I, I am, I mean, there's got to be an X-Men relaunch coming. And they're just waiting to announce it after, you know, until we get closer to the, the Kitty and Colossus wedding. Because that's the one thing that's missing.
1: Uh, the 17th X-Men relaunch.
0: Yeah, well, I mean... Resur- Resurrect Scion was like six months before Legacy. So theoretically, the X-Men are over overdue by uh, by that standard. I,
1: I, st- I still can't get over, it. you know, how Legacy was pitched as, you know, like Rebirth. It was going to be a, a definitive breaking point. You know, they came out with the, the Legacy one-shot, which was, mm-hmm. uh, it was not great, but, you know, it was okay um, and that was supposed to set up all these other books and this this great, you know, you know, question, and oh, you know, Wolverine's back and all that stuff. And then now it's just like, oh, whatever, whatever. It,
0: it was like it, it was supposed to be the relaunch to end all relaunches, and then it turns out it was just the appetizer course for another relaunch.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, we could just clown on Marvel all day, and I understand what they're doing. They're, you know you get a surge of people buying number ones and that's great because we all want the comic book industry to do well, everybody. Um, But then you just have diminishing returns and you turn people off and Marvel just, it just needs to get its act together Uh, between fan burnout on events and fan burnout on uh, relaunches. I just, just, just get it together. Marvel just just figure it out and fix it and just stop with this you know give us don't do another relaunch for like 10 years
0: just well remember last year they said they were going it was there was gonna be no more events for like 18 months and then infinity countdown <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i
1: don't i don't know if i really believed them um i i, I sort of figured uh that they were going to do something um uh, but yeah, like I understand why they're doing this. They wanna they wanna sell books. I want them to sell books, uh, but you're just you just get diminishing returns. And yeah, again, cut it out, <laughs> please. And you know,
0: I think these creator announcements are kind of indicative of the whole problem. If you're just shuffling people around, you're not getting new ideas. You're just kind of you know, it's Malibu Stacy with a new hat. <laughs>
1: but it's a great new hat and it's, you know, the last hat was purple and this one is, is orange. You know, you have to get it. Um, but yeah, you build a following on a book with a team that has some time to tell a story has time to tell multiple stories and to build, uh, you know, their own little universe. And when you just shuffle them around, uh, when you give them these abbreviated runs that, you know, and that just turns people off. You know, I was talking to um, uh, to a fellow uh, on Twitter about you know the the Cap book, and you know he was like, yeah, I kind of read you know the first Cap, and I thought it was okay, and but I kind of like drifted away. And you know, should I pick up you know this these next couple of books? And then we eventually both came to the conclusion like, you know, why should you when Coates is about to come out with a new number one? Like, it it just it turns people off. Uh, from reading, and it gets them discouraged from, from picking up the new books. And it just – you're just losing goodwill with the fans. And you're not, you're not bringing in new fans, which, you know, is, is what is is sort of the, the step three that we, we have to figure out. It's like uh, make books, step one, bring in new fans, step three. Um, and we just have to figure out what that step two is, uh, as, as with all things in life, uh, yeah, you know, we can all agree on what the end goal is, but how to get there is, is a problem. I don't think anybody's figured out.
0: Well, part of it is, is the, the part of it is the whole insularity of the entire, you know, direct market. They're not marketing to new fans. They're marketing to people who are already reading the books. Old white guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I acknowledged long ago I was part of the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, same, same here. Um, and and you can look at you can compare Marvel with DC, and you can see what DC's doing. You know, going back to all of these different imprints, they are launching specific youth imprints, um, and I hope they are going to tap into the uh, Scholastic uh, book market because my God, that market is healthy and working. Um, yeah, uh, but Marvel's just like, yeah, we're just gonna relaunch and uh, have some event books and um, hope that everything works out.
0: And Marvel could do if Marvel did uh, focused and did like a DC Inc or Zoom or whatever, it would probably do very well because, I mean, it would be this, it would be the exact same thing. You're just taking this their super pre existing you know uh, IP and aiming it at a younger audience, which is something they've always been done fairly inconsistency, inconsistently, whereas with DC, you know, they've at least had all those sort of Warner Brothers, Hanna-Barbera, you know, Scooby-Doo licenses that it's not, it's not a thing, you know, like they've, they've just always had books for younger readers, you know, whereas Marvel has, has them every once in a while, you know, and, and some of them are really good. Chris Somney drew a Thor, uh, you know, a kid's comic a few years ago.
1: And it's incredible that Marvel is somehow not able to capitalize on the overwhelming success of their films. Um, Whereas, you know, DC is, I I think we can argue that their books are doing much better, but their film universe is doing a lot worse.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Here's a, here's a good example. Okay. Here's a good example of how Marvel is, is bad at being for the children. They've got the star Wars comics And yet IDW is the ones are the ones printing the all ages Star Wars comic.
1: Yeah, man. Go go figure that. I, 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 I do not know how that happened, but that is absolutely amazing. Like, I don't know how you split up your licenses in such a way that you, you give away your kid's book to some other publisher when you own, you know, one of the big two. That doesn't make any sense to me. And yet, it is.
0: Ah, well, you know, we we've 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 kind of scratched our heads and and, and choked our chin, uh, stroked our chins here for uh, a good while about about the big two but you know, let let's talk for a little bit. What are what are you reading right now? What what's what got you excited?
1: Oh, geez. Um what am I reading? Um well, I I mentioned it earlier. Um uh, Southern Bastards is that is that a great uh, is it a great sort of fever pitch right now? But you know who knows when the next book is going to come out. And again, I'm okay with that. At this point, basically anything that Image puts out, I'm going to give a look at because you know they they have some great stuff going on. Um, I think this week or next week, um, the second issue of Verses. Um, that that's a, a an interesting book about. Um, Uh, sort of a, 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 you know, kind of a future dystopian world where we have these uh, paid um, sort of mercenaries, you know, fighting war. And we, uh, yeah, it's like a gladiator sport almost. If you go back to like American gladiators, now it's televised and uh, commentators and all that uh, type stuff. Uh, so that's, that's an interesting little dystopian book. I read
0: the, I read the first issue of that. I, you know, uh, Isad Riddick's art is, it's incredible.
1: Beautiful. Um, yeah. Painted comics forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh, let's see what else? Um, Ringside I know is about to finish. Uh, that has been an interesting book to follow. Uh, I don't know when that next issue is coming out, but I think 15 is 15 is the end.
0: Yesterday being Wednesday, I just picked up uh, X-Men Red number two. Uh, I just that's I've decided that is my favorite of the team books. You know, it's got the most interesting cast, whereas the others I feel like are sort of more of the kind of predictable, you know, lineups of, of X-Men right now, especially like gold, you know, which is sort of, you know, everybody's favorite Claremont team plus old man Logan <laughs> and, uh, you know, astonishing, which is sort of like the nineties X-Men all-stars, uh, squad. Um, but red actually feels like it has a mission statement and, you know, I wasn't reading all new Wolverine before, uh, not for any particular reason, just, you know, just never picked it up. And, uh, so this is my first experience with, uh, Gabby with, you know, the clone of, of Laura Kinney. She's incredible. She is a lot of fun. So I'm really enjoying that book. Uh, also, uh, hyping Snagglepuss Chronicles from DC. Uh, that has been a fantastic series, uh, especially since they added the Sasquatch detective backup. Uh, that's, that's been hilarious and kind of just wacky classic cartoon hijinks um the sasquatch detective not so much plus that's actually that's actually pretty depressing it's like uh bojack horseman in the 50s uh
1: let's see um i'm looking at what i got uh this week um Gideon falls a new number 1 uh from Jeff- how w- how was that i didn't pick that up oh oh it's it, it just it's a beautiful book deep and brooding and ominous um Deals with uh, a little bit of uh, you know uh, mental illness and uh, compulsive behavior, and it's a real kind of unsettling book. And uh, it was a great read. Um, let's see what else. Um, Prism Stalker new this week. That was a beautiful book. Um, I thought Prism Stalker was interesting in that it did some very deliberate things with color. Uh, it's like each page was in a different color family, uh, and I thought that was uh, that was a pretty unique approach to coloring. Um, the actual the actual story there is pretty good too.
0: Um, oh, I remember seeing that. That thing was crazy colors.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see a new one that just uh, a new miniseries that launched. I think it was last week. Um, this is something I've loved for a long time. Uh, Rough Riders over at aftershock um, oh, yeah I, I have loved that series since the beginning uh, and this last uh, this last run kind of kind of explores like some new territory um, um, little little HP Lovecraft um, hashtag spoiler um, <laughs> but um, yeah uh, let's see that uh, that was something I loved uh, last week and then uh A little taste of uh, upcoming uh, Judas number four next week. Uh, Oh, I love Judas. Oh, my God. What what a book. And then we got Michael Cray. Uh, I have have not been reading like the main Wildstorm book, um, Mm -hmm. which I feel like I should be. But I can only read so many things in a week, right? Um, Yeah. But uh, Michael Cray is just – I love this idea of this – You know, we take the Justice League and we make them more real and we make them evil and we send we send a professional assassin after them. And it has just been amazing. And uh, it's been a great book. That might be all I can think of at the moment. (laughs) Okay, Um,
0: let's see. Uh, Wrapping up this week for me, uh, I am reading Cap. Uh, even, <laughs> because, like I said, it's a placeholder, but it, it it is a delightful placeholder. Yes, you know they are very good at you know it's 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 Cap the sort of pure force of good. It's Cap the master battle strategist, but it's also Cap who embarrasses easily, which I like. Like toward the end, they're all push. You know, it, it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be a little bit of playful. nod, they're going to wrap it with a little bit of a playful nod to the old Cap for president thing. Uh, from the old uh, Stern Burn Run, so I, you know, I, I, I kind of, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for that, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I also picked up Rogan Gambit number three this week, which um, I came to that series late. I ended up getting having to get a reprint of the uh, of the first issue, but that one is uh, really good by uh, Kelly Thompson and Perry Perez. I've actually decided I really only like the X Men miniseries these days. Like, I, I like Robin Gambit. I like, uh, I loved Phoenix Resurrection. Uh, I'm excited next week for New Mutants Dead Souls because I think Matthew Rosenberg does a good job with the X-Men and should continue to write them, which he is because he's also doing a Madrox mini, uh, Jamie Madrox, this summer. So, you know, like I dropped X-Men Gold a while ago and I think that was the last of the ongoings that I was reading steadily. I was kind of hit up on and off with Generation X. Uh, You know, sad to see it go, but glad to see Jubilee getting her powers back where they belong. But uh, as far as next week, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, New Mutants. I'm going to pick up Eternity Girl from uh, DC. Uh, Talked to Magdalene Visaggio, actually, on this week's podcast. She was very cool. Um, What else? Oh, um, there's a graphic novel coming out this week from Oni that uh, is really cool that I read and uh, I'm excited about. It's called Saifu. And it's this, like, hip-hop, kung-fu mashup graphic novel that's set in, like, Brooklyn in the 1980s. And it's just references to old-school hip-hop, like, e- everywhere. Just, like, graffitied all over the place. And uh, I loved that. That was fantastic. Uh, Mr. Miracle's coming out next week. and going to be grabbing that. And uh, I read a lot of Archie, so I'm going to push uh, Vampironica. Because why not?
1: Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. It's your podcast. You can post whatever you want.
0: That is true. <laughs> and then the other thing that uh, this isn't coming out, I think, until June, but I've been pretty excited about it. Like, it came out in the middle of all the Marvel Fresh Start announcements, and I was like, oh, I like this better than everything I heard this week. Uh, Dynamite uh, has the Nancy Drew license, and so they're putting out a new uh, series, and it's Kelly Thompson, whom I was just talking about uh, with Rogue and Gambit, and then uh, Jen Saint Ange, who drew uh, Bingo Love for Image on art, and then for variant covers, they're talking about like Tula Lotte, Annie Wu, Marguerite Savage. I'm like, this is a killer lineup of women. And I am not the target market for this book, but I still want to give it money.
1: Absolutely, yeah, you, you can appreciate it even if you're not the target demo.
0: Yeah, it's you know, it's 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 nice to see it's nice to see Dynamite doing something like this. You know, they, they, ever, ever...
1: they are doing a lot of great books over there. Um uh I don't think they have turned out a bad James Bond book. I, I think at this point I have read all of them and all of them have been great.
0: They've got some great uh creators on those books.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, first Ellis and you know, my god, you can't you can't touch him. No. Um uh, and, uh, you know, everybody has followed him. Um, you know, Alescott now on the, the new uh, The Body miniseries is, is great. Uh, I love kind of the anthology approach that he's taking. Um, I'm just looking at uh, here now, something I've been looking forward to, uh, a graphic novel adaptation of Casino Royale coming out at the end of this month. Uh, wow. by uh, Oh, geez, who's doing this? Um, uh, Van Jensen. That should be uh, something to look forward to. Uh, and then because, um, you know, I, I like the, so, some of the sillier things sometimes I enjoyed their, uh, uh their kiss, uh, army and darkness book that came out a couple of weeks ago. I'm looking forward to the, the second, uh, issue of that.
0: That was, uh, uh Chris Sims and Chad Bowers, right? That's right. Yeah. They're good for that. <laughs> We were talking about Image a little bit ago. Were you, listening, paying, were you following the announcements at the Image Expo? Anything there that grabbed you?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, uh, Christopher Zabilla's uh, work. Um, mm, I can't think of anything else in particular that stuck out to me. But like I said, I'll, I'll give almost anything that Image puts out a, a look, at least, <laughs> uh, because – um, it just it just seems like such high quality like all of the time um I can think of one bad book they, that they have pushed out in the last year and I think we all know what that book what that book was
0: Wait I forget oh wait never what? mind
1: oh oh, <laughs> I was right. shaking. oh it just came screaming back to me yeah okay yeah. <laughs> you you said the dirty word secret Empire I will say the dirty words, uh, divided states.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Last year it was, uh, last year the comics was making some choices. We'll put it that Uh, way.
1: Yeah. uh, Not all of them were great.
0: No. Um, (laughs) But I will say just real quick from Out of Image Expo, two books that I was super excited about, uh, Farmhand, which is all uh, Rob Guillory. Uh, I loved Chu and I love I loved Guillory's art. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, I've seen some of his kind of like sketches and stuff leading up to it. And then the other one is Dead Guy Fan Club from Annie Wu. The founders of a Rockstars fan club reunite in adulthood to investigate the suspicious death of their hero.
1: Ooh, yeah, that does sound interesting. Ah.
0: Uh, Will, anything else before we uh, before we part ways?
1: I don't think so. Uh, again, Marvel, if you're listening, stop screwing up. Cut the shit! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I didn't know we could swear on this here podcast. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm sorry. Any F-bombs you need to get in right now?
1: Ah. <laughs> shit. You should have told me at the beginning. Uh,
0: uh, lesson for next time. Uh, Will, <laughs> Will, where can people find you if you, in fact, wish to be found online?
1: Sure. Uh, my Twitter handle is Will Nevin, N E B I N. And again, I publish at uh, the Fine Advanced Media Platforms at uh, OregonLive.com and AL.com. Um, and yeah, follow me on Twitter and uh, read my stories and my uh, Wednesday Warriors Warriors uh, reviews and my uh, tomorrow's books today advanced uh, reviews and it has been a pleasure, sir. Thank you, thank you.
0: That's it for this week's show. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel P. Grote and for more great comics news, previews, reviews, interviews and plain old views visit wmqcomics.com and the WMQ Comics Facebook and Twitter pages. Bye for now.